it's time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our theme music is Fruit of the Louvre, provided by Flick composer-producer Howard Eddy. Stay tuned, because it's on now. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Programme. Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone, and Genesee Health Plan can help. I called, and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, HealthCare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together, and together we'll right get through now, it. COVID-19 vaccines are are available to millions of Americans, and soon they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, to hug her and see her on her birthday. You know what I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Rangers Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people, and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hello out there, everybody. It's me, Tigger. T-I-Double-G-R. That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs> Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Tom Sumner, and uh, the opening to the show did not work at all the way I had planned it. Um, Tell you what, we'll try something else here. 
and see what if we can make this work right um anyway i've got a great show it's uh we're going to kick the weekend off a little early coming up in the third half of our three hour tour we have um an author uh, named Judy Scott, and she's written a book called Leonard, Mariana, and Me, and it's actually about summers she spent on the Greek island of Hydra with Leonard Scott and his uh, significant other, or Leonard Scott, Leonard Cohen. And a uh, very interesting uh, conversation with Judy Scott coming up. And in the second hour, um, you know, a lot of uh, diet experts will tell you what's best to eat, but um, our guest during the second hour, Dr. Michael Coupain, not only uh, suggests what you should eat, but when. And it's kind of interesting. Um, he and his collaborator, uh, Michael Roizen, were on the show a while back to talk about their book what to eat when and now there's a companion cookbook called the what to eat when cookbook we'll talk about that and more now if I can get this queued up I had originally planned to open up with uh, a little music and let me see if I can find that something in the automation went awry so we're gonna do it uh, kinda the old-fashioned way and uh, see if we can just pull it up in the um, uh, media player and this is what I meant to open everybody wants to fight the fight but nobody likes to lose everybody knows wrong from right but they find it hard to choose everybody says they see the truth but they just blind their eyes everybody says they Life and another person dies. This is the American way. Love it or leave it, you got nothing to say. Grind it down day after day, but I don't want to live the American way. Everybody talks of peace and love, but they all have hearts of stone. Everybody wants to push and shove just as long as they're left alone. Everybody wants to see justice served, but they don't want to pay the price. That's not what they deserve They can't make that sacrifice This is the American way Love it or leave it, you got nothing to say Grind it down, day after day And I don't want to live the American way Love 
Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we continue uh, with our launch of uh, the weekend. We always like to start the weekend a little early with a musical guest on Fridays, and we have one today. Starting right out this hour, we heard music by songwriter-turned-author John Ribner, who joins me by phone. Hi, John. Welcome to the show. Hey, Tom. Thanks for having me. Um, and I don't know what happened with my automation. It was supposed to kick right in after the intro to the show with that uh, that song, The American Way. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about your music, but I want to talk about your book, Wasted Youth. Um, Absolutely. Let's, let's first talk about the song we just heard. Sure, sure. Um, I wrote that song. Um, I had moved back to Flint. Uh, after living in Mount Pleasant, the Mount Pleasant and Midland area, uh, around 2000. So you took me back 21 years when you played that. It, I, I really appreciated that. Uh, what would you like to know about the tune there, Tom? Well, it's called the uh, An American Way or The American Way. And, the American Way, yep. And, and as you listen back to that from back then, has much changed? Or is the song well, still relevant? from a personal standpoint i would say it's still relevant you know the funny thing about that song is a lot of people kind of misunderstood my intentions uh with that song it it is not necessarily an anti-american song so much as, as it is if you listen to the lyrics and the verses closely what i'm what i was getting at and i couldn't really articulate it at that time probably why it came out as a song but what I was, was getting at is, is the difficulty between having an ideal and truly living up to it. And, and many people fail. You, you know, the very first line is everybody wants to fight their fight, but nobody likes to lose. From, from that point on, that's like the jumping off point to, you know, to, to that core message of the song. We all have our ideals and we all, profess to believe in them but it it becomes difficult to live up to them and and i don't want to dwell on that and we're going to hear a couple more songs from you before we're mm-hmm. done this morning uh, but john um the book wasted youth uh a flint wasted youth a flint punk rock memoir yeah yep. exactly um you obviously played music and put a lot of time into it. You were a songwriter, mm-hmm. and you know. I guess, I guess, my question about that is: Do you feel like your time playing music was wasted? Uh, I answer is, that in the book, or but is that I, a play I, on words? <laughs> well, it, <laughs> it, both. Uh, you know, the short answer there is both, Tom. Um, as I say in the book, um, my, uh, my father in particular uh, just did not at all, you know, understand punk rock and, and why his oldest son and his namesake was into this subversive, you know, musical style. Uh, my dad, just, just a real quick background, he's first generation American. His parents were immigrants from Slovakia. My dad was a teacher in the Flint school systems for 30 plus, 40 years. Um, pretty straight-laced guy, pretty much, you know, all about the establishment and that sort of thing. 
he had big plans for his oldest son. So it was a big shock to him to, you know, when I came home one day with a mohawk, for example. And he would always say to me when I was out there, anytime I was playing my music or listening to it or practicing the guitar or whatever, in his thick New York accent, he would always say, it's a waste. What you're doing is a waste. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, I've, I've had that experience, John, um, maybe a little differently. For me, it was always, when are you going to get a real job? Yep. <laughs> oh, he, he, said, he said things along, along those lines as well. So, I mean, from the start, you know, the, the, the idea of me wasting my time comes from that familiar refrain from my father that what, what I was doing was a waste. But as you get deeper into the book, this this book is not really a, a history of Flint's punk scene. A lot of people think that that's what it is, and I'm quick to correct them. I was just um, going to ask about that, John. You yeah. Know, why a Flint punk rock memoir and not just simply a punk rock memoir? Well, because I grew up in Flint, and um, Flint had a very unique kind of punk scene at the time. It was small, but it was very strong. And that is where I cut my teeth as a musician that I had, you know, my first performance at the Capitol Theater back in 1988. And I just felt that, you know, to leave the word Flint out of the title of the book would, would do a disservice to both the book and my hometown. A lot of people don't realize how uh, impactful the Flint punk rock scene was. Mm -hmm. um, and and well known around the country, as was yes. the rap scene, and and I yes. think it says something about uh, maybe Flint's blue collar pride and and authenticity. Yes, I, I I do believe that 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 you're tapping into the core of what's going on. We're we're proud of our hometown, whatever little corner of it that we grew up in, and and. You know, I, I wanted to make that clear from the start that this, you know, that this, this is my life story. It's in Flint is a part of it. And, and I, I couldn't, I wouldn't, I, I would have been remiss if I didn't include that in the title. Um, John, I have to take a break here. Um, can you stick around for a few minutes so we can talk about some course. more? I want to talk some more about your music and some more about your book, Wasted Youth, a Flint Punk Rock Memoir by John P. Ribner. And uh, if you're listening to us on uh, 92.1 LPFM in Flint, uh, WFOV, Our Voices Radio, is a broadcast service of the Flint Odyssey House Spectacle Productions and my friend Paul Herring. We're going to let them squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com, we have some messages as well. And then we'll return with more music, uh, with more of John's music and more talk about the book, uh, Wasted Youth. Um, so don't touch that dial, don't click that mouse, there's lots more straight ahead. Hello out there, everybody. It's me, Tigger. T-I-Double-G-R. That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs> I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. 
you can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Our lives have been turned upside down by COVID-19. When a vaccine becomes available, it's critical that all of us get it. What we do as individuals will impact everyone's health, including those who can't get the vaccine. We won't get through this unless everyone takes part. Now is the time to get up to date on all recommended vaccines for both kids and adults. Experts say it's more important than ever for everyone to get their flu vaccine this year. And if you're older, you should get both the flu and pneumonia vaccines since both illnesses can make COVID-19 even worse. Vaccines are available at a lot of convenient places, so be an example for friends and loved ones and encourage them to get vaccinated too. We all want to reunite, travel, and get back to school and work. But that means we all need to get on board. This is the time to do what's right for each other. Get vaccinated. It's our best shot. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe Biden from the Blue Lions. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Dr. Comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Ananick. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make. Throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air. Where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums. Where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses. And where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County. Where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at Michigan.org. This is Congressman Dan Kildee, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. A place so far removed when everything is real. Negative action city, I made a message real. Rachel people live and die, but never had to feel. 
repressed You can feel the silent screams in a city Created from a man as hell dreams Where everything's behind the door Never what it seems Something integrity Obvious transparency Sincerity of so kind You never know what side you're on You're living in a plastic city the longer that you stay, the more you'll go insane And in every price of pain, and it's made of pain No one can ever live a life without sad or sort of pain Self-hate, integrity, obvious transparency, sincerity, and so kind You never know what side you're on! You're living in a plastic city! A place so far removed from everything is true Where the sun is always shining and the skies are always blue But you only think that that's what's inside of you! Self-hate, integrity, obvious transparency, sincerity, and silicon You never know what side you're on! You're living in a plastic city! Welcome back, everybody. We uh, continue now with uh, our Friday edition of the Tom Sumner program. That was music from our guest, John Ribner, our musical guest today as we uh, start the weekend off early. That was a song called Plastic City. Uh, John is also the author of a book called Wasted Youth, a Flint Punk Rock Memoir, and he joins me by phone. Hi, John. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. Sorry to make you sit through all that. Oh, no problem. Great commercials and a pretty good song, too. <laughs> Very well. Um, plastic City. I was, I was tempted to say welcome back to our Plastic Radio Show. But, um, <laughs> um, but John, who all did we hear in that? Um, was, was that a band? When, when did yeah, that, that song was, come out? That song came out probably around 2001 or 2002, if my memory serves correctly. The band's, the band's name was Pure Spun Evil, and you had uh, myself on vocals. Uh, you had Rocky Keen on guitar. You had Andy Harris on bass and Ricky Rakowski on drums. Are you still playing music? Funny you should ask. You know, um, yes, short answer. Um, longer answer is... In writing this book, I was fortunate enough to reconnect with Andy and Ricky, who are mentioned throughout the book, because I, back then, had inadvertently flew the airplane of our friendship straight into a mountain. Uh, so, but while doing research for the book, I, I, I plucked up the courage to give both of those gentlemen a call and... Um, got the information I needed, wrote the book, both of them read it, we've, we've mended fences, which took a lot of apologizing on my part, and then again, that's all in the book, but um, yeah, we've, Andy and I have started recording again, just like we did in, you know, 20 some years ago in that song that you just played. 
What have you been doing in the meantime? Well, geez, um, <laughs> just uh, taking care of my family, mostly working. Uh, I live down here in Novi uh, now, uh, okay. probably for the past 13 years. I have a wife, Rosemary, and uh, three kids, and I work as a copywriter during the day and punk rocker and author at night. And and when now the book is uh, is called Wasted Youth, a Flint punk rock memoir. When did or does the book drop? As they say. Oh, the book dropped on December sixth. Oh, okay. Of, uh, so it's been out for, So it's been out a for couple a months. Few months. Yep, absolutely. It's available on Amazon.com, and um, yeah, yeah, the book dropped on December 6th. I've been getting some great re- reviews. Uh, a lot of people have read it, including the members of my former bands. So that's been, you know, those have been some interesting conversations, to say the least. Um, I, I bet. Did uh, anybody challenge your recollections? No, not really. <laughs> um <laughs> mainly mainly because my memory is like a steel trap rusted shut a lot of this stuff <laughs> when, when i was talking to andy and ricky in particular um since really their my friendships with them uh were really the strongest uh you know in the book and uh tanking those friendships you know is two of my biggest regrets and that that certainly comes comes through to anybody who reads it they, they, uh, I've not, it's funny, I've been talking to a lot of people about this. A lot of people have approached me and said, you know, your, your memory of things that have happened, you know, way back to high school, most people can't even really recall things that have happened a couple years ago. Or at least this is what I've been, to- what I've been told. I must just have one of those kinds of memories where, you know, the things that happened to me stick with me, I guess. And, and it certainly helps. I wouldn't have been able to write the book if I if I was more forgetful. Did you have an audience in mind as you were writing the book? Was there, was it pure, uh, purely cathartic for you, or was there something you felt it was important to share with others? Uh, both, really. Um, of course, it was cathartic. It absolutely was. This this book details my personal journey from. The, the traumas of childhood and growing up in a dysfunctional home uh, to finally turning the corner and, and, and starting the healing process of all that. This book really, although the title may be a bit misleading, this book is for anybody who has had a rougher than normal childhood. Uh, in it, I inadvertently, uh, I, I guess, lay out a blueprint or a plan that people can maybe use to find their way back. You don't have to be into punk rock to get what this book is about. And, and that, that comes across pretty strongly in the, in the, in the reviews people are leaving on Amazon for the book that you don't even have to know who these bands are to get the main message of the book. And, 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 and it really is about how important and how significant our childhood traumas really are. And, 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 and no matter how much, like the song Plastic City, no matter how much we want to deny our reality, oh, you know, I'm fine, that, that was in the past, it's nothing. Those wounds affect how we interact with people now. It could, you know, things that have happened decades ago are still affecting our behavior patterns and our interactions with people in our adult years. And the sooner people realize that, 
the sooner they can get on the path to truly healing rather than just pretending there isn't a problem, pushing it down and, and, and trying to move forward from that position. How much of the book was written um, during the pandemic? Uh, it probably, the, the, I would say the editing process oh, okay. took part during the pandemic. Yeah, I started this. This took about two to three years to write, Tom. It was not in ease. I have other books out there that I've written much quicker than this one because, I mean, you know, when you're writing a memoir, and, you know, it's your, it's, it's your, your story. It's not, you know, I'm not hiding behind fictional characters and plot lines. So I really wanted to make sure that this thing was authentic, that it was real, that I, that, and especially that I wasn't writing it in such a way as to flatter myself. And for that, I had my wife, Rosemary, <laughs> edit it. Uh, <laughs> Wives are always... good at keeping you humble, aren't they? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I really, as one reviewer, uh, Michael Absher, uh, he's a DJ in Flint. Uh, I know Mike. He, he's, but yeah, Mike read it, big fan of the book. In his Amazon review, he said something like, yes, I take jabs at former bandmates and, you know, people that I cross paths with. But I say, I think his quote is, Ribner saves the cruelest jabs for himself. Uh, I'm very tough on myself in the book because I made a mess of, you know, I had this opportunity to live my dream and be, be a punk, in a punk rock band. That always was my dream. And I took that dream and I, 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 I crashed and burned. It, it was mostly, if not all, my fault. And I'm very, very uh, explicit about that in the book, that I'm not blaming my problems on other people. I'm not living in a plastic city, so to speak. Well, we're going to hear another song of uh, yours coming up here uh, toward the uh, end of this segment. Um, mm -hmm. But you're a songwriter, and I want to ask you a yes. little bit about the, the songwriting process, but also a copywriter, sure. and you write books as well. Um, mm -hmm. What was the, the songwriting process like for you and um, the rest of the members of Pure Spun Evil? Um, it, it, my, my songwriting process is vastly different from that of other musicians I've spoke to. Uh, in fact, I had, a, I had a conversation about this very thing with a former member of the band back in the day. He, like many musicians, they, they tend to come up with a musical riff first, and they, 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 they map that out, and they explore that before they ever write down any sort of lyrics. I'm, I'm a writer, I'm a word guy. So for me, the, 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 the lyrics and the vocal melody are what come to me first. Um, I'm sure there are other songwriters out there that use that process. I haven't met them personally, but this is how it works for me. And, and really, to be honest with you, Tom, my songwriting process has always been very emotional. Um, something, I'll either see something going on in the world or in my personal life, and a lot of times if I'm unable to articulate my, my thoughts about what's upsetting me about it or how it affected me, it tends to just pop into my head as lyrics. So rather than fight it, I just kind of swim with that tide, and before too long, I have a song. 
Do you um, do you play a musical instrument? You mentioned earlier that you were the the singer, the front person for <laughs> for the band. What I what I get that question a lot. What I tell everybody is I play just enough guitar and bass to get a basic idea of my song down. Well, that's I what always, I was going to ask because I, I know yeah. singers who have been lyricists but really needed to collaborate to to get the musical accompaniment to go with these song ideas and that's what i was getting at is if you did play something be charged <laughs> so you so yeah, you no. do, you know you're like like me with uh with guitar you know gc and b flat kind of pretty much exactly <laughs> that i i've i've always been fortunate uh i'm look i'm i'm no guitar god uh, and i'll be i will be the first to admit it and i admit it several times in the book I've worked with guitar gods. I've worked with drum, you know, maestros. I've always been very fortunate to surround myself with people that really knew what they were doing when it came to the music, music theory, and their instruments. And I, I, I'm always quick to say that any, any momentum or success that I may have enjoyed in, in music was largely due to the to the teammates that I surrounded myself with and was fortunate enough to work with. So you would put together basically the skeleton of the song and, and, and bring it yes. to rehearsal with the band and they would flesh it out with, uh, Absolutely. with, with the arrangement and so on. Um, mm -hmm. And now uh, my guest is uh, John Ribner. He is uh, a songwriter, uh, a copywriter, and um, author uh, the new book is uh, Wasted Youth, a Flint Punk Rock Memoir. But, John, what what are some of the other books you've written? I've written a three-book series. Uh, it's called The Berserker's Saga, and there's three books in it to date. <laughs> and um, it's Viking fantasy fiction, kind of like Game of Thrones type stuff, swords and uh, swords and sorcery that that kind of feel those were the first books i wrote i like that and I, you know people don't use the word berserk enough and i don't think i've ever heard it as a noun yeah yeah well uh, <laughs> the berserkers were uh they were basically like elite viking warriors they they tended to go into a rage in battle um but they were also shamans as well it, the, the berserkers were a very interesting um they were they were a rare but very formidable uh, fighting, uh, almost like a one-man army back in back during the Viking Age, and I always found that interesting. So I made my protagonist a, a berserker. Maybe that's where the uh, the phrase "going berserk" comes from. Exactly, that is exactly <laughs> where it comes from. Yep. <laughs> well, that's that's fun. So you've got the trilogy. What's what's next, John? You you're recording again with uh, members mm -hmm. of the band. Yep. Um, how long a process will that be? When when will we see new music? And will it be under the same name? It will not be under the same name. The, the name of the new band is Trauma Central. And the lyrics for the song Trauma Central are in the book. Um, I It's a powerful song. It's <laughs> also, uh, unfortunately, as my mother might say, the nickname I gave my childhood home. So... <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the name of the band, and the first songs will be that we're pretty close to releasing will be Trauma Central uh, is 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 the lead track, and the second song is 
like a beaten dog. And again, both of those, uh, the lyrics to both of those songs are actually in the book. Oh, cool. Um, does the book Wasted Youth, uh, a punk rock, or a flint punk rock memoir, um, does it put into any kind of specific relief the, the flint punk rock scene and how, oh, yeah. how big a deal it was? Absolutely. I talked extensively about it because I was always trying to, my struggle was always trying to put a band together, keep a band together so I could play downtown. And in, like in the, in the late eighties, the goal was playing the Capitol. When I moved back to Flint after college in, in 99, of course, the Capitol, they didn't, they weren't doing shows at the Capitol, but they were doing shows at Metropolis and the local 432 and a few other clubs, and I was fortunate enough to play them all, and all those stories are in the book. Did did the band go on the road at all? We we did some out-of-town gigs. We did, some, we did a gig in Mount Pleasant. We did a gig in Ithaca, Michigan, of all places. Uh, a couple gigs in the Detroit area. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, we did some out-of-town shows. Well, this is cool, and... Um John, I want to make sure that uh, people know where they can find out more about you and your book and, and really all of your work, past, present, and future. Do you have a website? Mm-hmm. I have a website. It's it's in the process of some remodeling, uh, jpribner.com. There's not a whole lot up there at the moment. I, I've just been tinkering with it. I kind of put, put developing that site on hold to write the book. Now that the book is written, plan to turn my attention back to the website and update it so that you know yeah people can can go there um i would just recommend you know if you're interested in wasted youth flint punk punk rock memoir go to amazon.com you know check out the book's description read the first couple chapters for free you can preview them and read them right there on amazon and and read through the reviews i have to date 23 five-star reviews um if you're from flint you may recognize a lot of the names of the folks uh, who've read this book? Uh, a lot of people in the music scene have read it. They've been they've been very encouraging uh, through the process of me writing it, and uh, couldn't wait to get their hands on the first printing. So, John, is there another book or more books uh, on the horizon from John? Yes, I, absolutely. Um, I'll write till the day I die. Um, I would like to write a follow up to Wasted Youth because to make the book compact and make it flow there were a lot of vignettes that i took out of the book just these little sort of experiences i had in and in and out of the scene with with people in and out of the scene and stuff like that that took place in and around flint sure i'd like to sort of compile those little vignettes as well as you know some of the some of the follow-ups uh, like the reactions I've gotten from people who have read the book, people who were mentioned in the book and that sort of thing, just just kind of sort of put all that together in a, in a short but powerful uh, little novella and get that out there. I don't have a title in mind yet, but because the process is still ongoing. Gotcha. Um, well, we're we're just about out of time, but I want to finish with uh, with more music, and I have a song queued up sure. called "Payback." Do you want to you want to tell us what to uh, expect from 
from this music? Wow, yeah. This this song this song unfortunately was unfinished, and the reason why is detailed in the book because I I, I freaked out on my buddy Andy who was helping me record it. But I mean, there's <laughs> enough there to there's enough there to, to to certainly play. But this was at a time in my life. Uh, it was uh, we were changing the name of the band to Mister Wonderful. So this is this is the the ill-fated Mr. Wonderful project. Um Gotcha. Payback was written at a time in my life where I was under the delusion that I wasn't my own worst enemy, that other people were. <laughs> I've since learned better, but um well, I captured that emotion. John, thanks so much for spending this uh this time with me. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me, Tom. I appreciate it. Take care. Yep. Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. 
While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination, a COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine, and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can, keep wearing masks correctly, and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19, and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Start your weekend early with the Tom Sumner Program every Friday live at 11. We turn the spotlight on the world of arts and entertainment featuring artists from music, TV, and the movies. Catch everything from the rich local talent pool in and around Flint and Genesee County to up-and-coming stars of stage and screen, plus legends from New York and Hollywood. Hi, this is Greg Nagy. Hey, this is Hopper. Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions. Hi, this is Alexander Zonjic. Hi, this is Mark Farner. This is Maurice Davis. Hi, this is... This is Rochelle Ray. Hi there, folks. This is Sweet Willie T. Hey, this is Steve from the Nashville office. I'm Gwen Pennyman Hemphill. Start your weekend right. Go to 11 Fridays on the Tom Sumner Program. Those hands, no matter whose they are, can spread the germs of many common diseases. That's why I want you to realize how important it is to keep hands clean, to wash them regularly and always before meals with Life Boy, which not only removes dirt, but helps to remove germs. Teach the children this habit. Form it yourself. Always use Life Boy for hands and face as well as the back. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing! Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Imagine a journey down a picturesque riverway. Imagine your Flint River, 142 miles of recreation, natural beauty, and precious resources. The Flint River is a vital resource that is available for all to use and enjoy. The river and its ecosystem provide unlimited recreational opportunities and natural beauty while supporting wildlife in a vibrant landscape. We all have a responsibility to protect and preserve this precious resource. Learn more at FlintRiver.org or call the Flint River Watershed Coalition at 810-767-6490. TomSummerProgram.com Hey, 
this is First Ward City Councilman Eric Mays, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. I would like to take you to the opera where you are going to hear a Mozart opera, which is nothing but an opera written by Mozart. <laughs> this is an opera in one act, and it begins when the curtain rises. Otherwise, you couldn't see a thing. <laughs> the stage setting is a kind of a forest. There are two large trees, which, of course, indicates the forest. It's a kind of a small forest, but it's a forest. <laughs> First, the tenor comes in, he is supposed to meet his soprano, as they usually call those ladies. But she's a little late this particular season, so he hides himself behind one of the trees in order to surprise her when she comes in a little later, which she does. So when she arrives, she can't find him because he is occupied behind one of the trees. Ah, he's with a knife carving her name into the <laughs> scenery. Now, she doesn't know that he is there, but, uh, well, as a matter of fact, she must know it because she saw it during rehearsals. <laughs> Either she pretends that she doesn't know it or she's just plain stupid. <laughs> now, whatever it is, she gets across the stage somehow and takes place behind the other tree, which for the occasion hides her. <laughs> to a certain extent. Now, the chorus comes in, but nobody knows why except Mozart, and he is dead. <laughs> and that's just too bad. Next, your father comes in, and he is a very old man primarily because she's a very old soprano. <laughs> and he is very angry because apparently she is not his daughter. Now, this has nothing to do with the opera. I found that out myself. <laughs> and that's what we call research. Anyway, he decides that he has had enough of her, so he tells her to die, and that's exactly what she's going to do. <laughs> and with that, the opera ends, and people can go home. Now I take you to the opera house, where you hear the conductor's footsteps when he enters the orchestra pit. Here he comes. Yeah, he walks sideways. <laughs> and this is the overture. <laughs> This, ladies and gentlemen, was the first part of the overture. Now you hear the second part, and that's exactly the same. This little bloop is an extra bloop. We have in case we shoot one shot of bloops. But that has never happened, so we have a lot of bloops left over. Now the curtain rises and the tenor arrives. 
He's a little tall fellow. He comes in. <laughs> he comes in from the left in a single file. He goes behind the tree right away. <laughs> now the leading lady arrives. She is supposed to fill the part of the soprano. Now she not only fills it, she overflows it a little bit. <laughs> She's a big husk, a big, uh, uh, she's a big soprano, that's what she is. She's what we call a messy soprano. She comes in in a single pile. She also arrives backwards, but nobody notices the difference. She goes behind the other tree. She can hardly wait because... Uh, see, she is... She supposedly hasn't... She hasn't met him for a long time, so she is just... She's anxious. Now is the time for the chorus. The light is dimmed, so you can hardly see these people when they arrive, and that's why they're dressed in a kind of cheap underwear. Because there is no reason to spend a lot of money for costumes when you can't see them. Right? And that's the way the management of this theater feels about it, and that's the way it's gonna be. Here they come. Bread and butter. Now they're all in and they fool around in the dark for a little while. This is a mixed chorus. Bread and butter. Now they're out, they get the money and go home. Next, a baritone comes in and sings, Torre ador, Torre ador. But he finds out that he's in the wrong opera. Now, the father comes in, the old man, and he is the basso. Oh, 
กับบอลนั่นแสนอาโอ้Can a man get? <laughs> well, anyway, he has almost now told her what he had to say, and she understands him quite well. So now she prepares herself to die, but before she dies, she sings an aria, the so-called die aria. <laughs> She seems very happy about it. She dies by stabbing herself between the two big trees. This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program. Spreading like a plague, and POTUS and his lackeys have been nothing if not vague. Well, then you've got to trust the CDC and listen well, unless you want to bid our free society farewell. There is a super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus, and if we don't act quick and social distance, it will mire us in a stretch of quarantine that lasts until July. A super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful. And if you got a better cough in your arm, and if you got a better <coughs> now back in 1918, influenza had its run, but half the docs were busy overseas with World War One. Today we have mass media and scientists to say, if you don't want this virus, well then stay six feet away. Super damn important that we practice isolation, 'cause we're asymptomatic while it's an incubation. We'll overwhelm our hospitals if there's not mitigation. It's super damn important that we practice isolation. If we don't do it, then we're all gonna die. If we don't do it, then we're all gonna die. And so I hope at last you'll take this lesson here to heart, 'cause it's already scary and we're only at the start. If you get bored, just think of the immunocompromised who can't go much of anywhere unless it's sterilized. Oh, super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. If we don't act quick and social distance, it will mire us in a stretch of quarantine that lasts until July. A super bad, transmittable. Super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. Super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. From the Tom Sumner Show. Pilots, get off of my lawn! We're trying to do a radio show down here. It's a Tom Sumner program, don't you know? Go on, go on, get out of here.